going to finish 2020, the longest decade of my life, off on the right note. We're coming back with the challenge. Double agents. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is the much requested preview episode of You Killed It, the podcast, talking about the challenge, the upcoming season of Double Agents, which comes out this Wednesday. Yep, that is Wednesday, December 9th. Don't you dare miss it. Um, but before you check that out, you know, we got this preview episode that's up right now. But also, if you're listening to this or watching this, wherever you're doing this, scroll a little up and you'll find an episode of You Killed It in which we were joined by Ashley Mitchell, a.k.a. Smashley, a.k.a. Millionaire Mitchell. She joined us on the pod and kind of just went over her whole challenge career. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. We had a lot of fun. She was on vacation in, where was she? Jog my memory. Do you remember? Mexico. Yes. So it was, it, it was a good hang. Mayan Riviera, one of my favorite places on earth. It, it was a good hang. So if you're listening to this, right? Either listen to this first, then go listen to Ashley or pause. We don't mind. Go listen to Ashley first, then come back and listen to this episode. But either way, as this new season of the challenge draws near, we definitely got you covered here on the You Killed It podcast. Go ahead and listen. We won't mind. We'll still be here when you come back. (laughs) We're not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Also, you know, I don't know if I was worried about when the new challenge season was coming. Cause I, I think we knew that something was going down, but we just didn't know when, but when they announced the date of December 9th, I was kind of stunned. It was that early. Cause I didn't know, like I knew they probably shot, but I wasn't sure when they would try to get the next season out, but here we are. So how do you feel just knowing that there is a season that's going to start just before we round out this 2020 crazy year? I like it. At first, I was like, uh, how are they going to like navigate the holidays, right? Like, that's always mm-hmm. a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it's airing on Wednesday nights, that means it'll air on December 23rd and December 30th. So not a big deal. And I mean, let's be honest, lots of people are going to be home for the holidays. <laughs> so uh, everyone will be able to watch it. So I'm excited. And like, I mean, you know, the... Uh, the last season really sustained mm-hmm. us through yeah. through the first half of the pandemic. So hopefully, sure. double agents will see us through to the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, the last season, there was nothing going down. And people who listen to this podcast kind of know we have ties to the sports world or sports journalism world. Um, and it, the last season of the challenge hit when there were no sports going on. So yeah. that was perfect. And so it's kind of funny now because I was wondering, okay, when is this season of the challenge going to start? And it's starting now before, you know, I mean, football's going on, but for us, in terms of me doing this podcast, the NBA comes back right before Christmas. So it's getting into busy season again, but I'm excited. I'm fired up. It's going to be really fun and really hectic on the schedule, but we'll make it work with some whole grain goodness that is a challenge. Yeah, of course. We're we're just talking, we're just watching the challenge and talking about it. And then when you hear some of the uh, pre-production notes in terms of what these guys went through to film said challenge. So 
you know, we'll go over a little bit. There's not really, uh, there's no spoilers or anything like that involved in what I'm about to say, but I just want to get your thoughts on some things, right? So first off, they're shooting this season. They shot the season, sorry, over nine weeks in Iceland. Yeah. So first off, I was kind of surprised that it only takes nine weeks to film it. Like nine weeks sounds like a long time, but at the same time, not really. But now that I'm thinking of the date, because the way that my production mind works, I'm thinking nine weeks over the fall is what I read. So I would assume fall has to be September. So even if you said September, October, or whatever, but the turnaround on editing all of this to have it ready for December 9th, bravo to this crew that works on the challenge. Huge bravo. I mean, you could speak to this better than I could, for sure better than I could. But I imagine that MTV and Bonham Murray, they're not shooting a lot of other things right now. So all the like, like you would have more editors available to work on this, right? Like, and it would also be in your best interest because this is, I think I'm confident this is MTV's most successful TV show right now in terms Uh, of like profitability. Probably their biggest reality show for sure. I'm pretty sure about that. I think so. It it also means that they wouldn't have to lay anyone off or or maybe not like lay people off altogether, maybe reduce them to part-time. Like if you you bring on extra editors from other I think it it works freelance anyways. My assumption would be that all these people work freelance. So it's all kind of like a production company where you're getting hired for the job. Mm-hmm. Right. So from season to season, they got their crew that they're hiring on for each season. And that's kind of how they roll. Um, the one thing I found interesting was real was the assumption that you have a pre-production crew, you have a production crew for when it's actually going on. But then how quickly does that translate to the post-production crew, meaning the people who are editing and putting it together? Like, are they still filming stuff while you're already putting together do you know what I mean? Are they still filming stuff while you're still putting together the first episodes? And that's the thing that's kind of interests me as like a TV nerd, like that type of thing. So it was just interesting to, to realize the breakdown. Like I was reading up on it. It said that the pre-production for the season actually started in January and they planned to film in March. But obviously oh. with COVID that all got pushed back. So they didn't end up going. So they had to do like, um, what's it called? Like site surveys and like uh, screenings for uh, they did virtual site surveys for like you would normally go somewhere and like scout locations on where you want to shoot you know we could shoot here in this house or we could shoot on this location for uh, the eliminations and do all that they had to do all that virtually right <laughs> which is like seems just so inconceivable right like it seems like such a huge risk because you want to see you want to actually be like boots on the ground and see all these things but they didn't have that option obviously with covid so they figured it out and they did a lot of that virtually and then uh they the producers i think traveled there in july to iceland and then other members started coming through in september when they finally began filming so that's kind of how we got to this point uh and of course covid like they it was strenuous um in terms of the the process before everyone came over like you had to quarantine you had to take a bunch of tests and then even once they were there they essentially built a bubble for not only the cast but also the production crew and it was kind of like you know if you are a local caterer you can't get into their bubble 
right? Like you're kind of just dropping off the food and someone else is bringing it in so that that way there's no chance of the bubble being burst because you couldn't have someone test positive, right? Like no. that would be the worst case scenario because you can't wait it out. Yeah. The way these so, animals live, it would be the worst case. Like we've seen right? how disgusting the challenge houses get. So mm. if you don't have, like if someone catches it, like yeah. you're in big trouble. And to your point, like you mentioned caterers, but in my mind, the people that they always hire that are local are like security. For sure. And the medics, like yeah. the medical personnel. So I assume they either had a local like medical crew that they mm -hmm. paid to bubble for two weeks in advance, which for those of you not keeping track of the COVID-19 situation in Canada, we still have TV productions going on here. Like mm -hmm. uh, Handmaid's Tale is still shooting. The Boys is shooting. Gotham is all shooting here in Toronto. Yeah. And the way they do it is cast members and crew members mm -hmm. have to quarantine and like sign oaths that they're not leaving yeah. their home for a week or two, depending on their role. So like, I guess they could have done the same with Icelandic like yeah. freelancers so and it was different too right because obviously you're filming this and it's still going on so there are a lot of things that they changed how they would do like for example you know there's a lot of close-up shots and you would have camera people close up in the face of the contestants well you didn't really want to do that you kind of wanted to try to maintain some level of social distancing like six feet apart so they made a strategic move to like use the different lenses right? That would allow the camera mm -hmm. people to be further away. I'm pretty sure the camera people and security people are in like full PPE gear, right? Yeah. And like all of those things, because there is different level of the people who were quarantined. I don't want to say quarantining uh, in the bubble together, right? So obviously all the people in the house and like the producers, that's one level of the bubble. And then there'd mm -hmm. be another level of people who had like different uh, levels that they would get into, which would be security people or camera people that you're rotating in and out. But also everyone took COVID tests every three days to ensure that they were still negative. And so I think they said it amounted to 3000 COVID tests throughout filming. Wow. Right. So have you like, had a COVID test? I haven't. I have not had a COVID test. No. I had one two weeks ago. Okay. And it was both better and worse than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Do you want to hear a gross story? Should I share a, I don't, the first no, gross I don't, story? I actually don't want to hear a gross story. To be Too honest. bad, Sheldon, we're in. Oh, <laughs> I knew so, you were going to say that anyways. I'm on to you. I'm on to your game. Uh, so I got COVID tested, uh, mm -hmm. like I said, two weekends ago. And like, it gets, it gets deep into your nose for sure, but it's over pretty fast, like 10 seconds in total. You know, your eyes water. Mm -hmm. And then like you have the intense, I had the intense feeling that my nose was bleeding. But of course, you immediately have to put your mask back on, right? Yeah. So like, I put my mask on, I'm like, my nose is for sure bleeding into yeah. my mask. This uh, is like, not a great scene. So uh, I, I get outside of the hospital and take my mask off once I'm like, far away from other people, blow my nose. Sheldon, it was totally fine. It was totally fine. There was no blood. It was just like the sensation of blood. Oh. So I was like, oh. And then I was totally fine. Like after I blew my nose, to like to felt totally 100% normal. Yeah. The next day, I'm going for my evening walk, listening to some music, mm -hmm. blow my nose, 
blood explodes everywhere and I'm bleeding profusely from my nose on Young Street, which for those of you who aren't Torontonians is the main street of the city. Fun fact, longest city or longest street in the world. And so then I had to deal with a bleeding nose on the street. Great times. People who are listening to this, you will have a different experience of this story than people who are watching this video on YouTube because my face was just permanently screwed all time. Just Sheldon, okay. Toronto can't be the screw face capital of the world if I don't make you do a screw face from time to time. I also just try to come out strong because I feel like I'm not going to be able to talk about tanks like I did last season. So I got to. I got to do like something to keep it fresh. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things though, that I think going to Iceland, right? <laughs> like they made this decision though, like there might not be tanks or I don't know if there's going to be tanks. I don't think there's going to be tanks. One of the reasons they did go to, to Iceland, like it was a strategic move, right? Because one of the things that's super important was that you have all these different types of backdrops that you could have. Right? Like, think about how many places in the world where you could have, like, from volcanoes to, like, ice mm-hmm. sculptures to, like, do you know what I mean? Like, glaciers and volcanoes and black sand beaches and all these different things that would make for such crazy backdrops. So, you might not get tanks, but you get some dope scenes at the same time, right? Well, it's interesting because stylistically, this is a very different looking show mm-hmm. than last season. Yeah. For sure. The new house looks baller. Yeah. And like, it's not even a house. It's clearly like some other space that a compound, some other space (laughs) that they converted for their purposes, but a huge upgrade, much more geared to being social. An interesting thing that was pointed out, uh, Mm -hmm. I forget who, maybe it was Ashley that pointed it out, Mm -hmm. but the uh, house that the cast members live in, Mm-hmm. You can see what everyone, where everyone else is at, at all times. So if anyone's having a game conversation, they're yeah. visible. So there's like glass walls all over the place. Obviously, yes. Iceland, as the name implies, can be cool. Mm-hmm. But it's um, so to be like it's to get like those sidebar conversations where deals get done. It's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Like at the very yeah. least, people are going to know that you spoke to that person. Yeah. And like two other things that are kind of cool or interesting. One, with it being in Iceland and it still being the pandemic, there's no twist at the end where everyone, where you're going to like some different country or different place for the finale. That's not a thing, obviously, because you can't just like travel and go somewhere else without quarantining, right? So that's off the table. But also, you mentioned the house. And the one twist with the house is normally, if you listen to this podcast, you know, one of my favorite things is a club scene, right? No club scenes. No club scenes. But what they did do is they built in a space within the house that will be dubbed as said bar club scene spot. I look forward to seeing how they did with that. I got a lot of questions. Who's in charge of the music? Is there a DJ? Are they on Apple? Are they on Spotify? I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions. One thing that I find interesting is if you like watch old seasons of the challenge and mm-hmm. the real world and road yeah. rules for that matter, it was partly used as a platform to promote music. Totally. Right. 
and they've gotten away from that like now they use the music more for dramatic effect right like we've seen yeah. them use like classic rock or like music from like the 90s for like comic effect or mm-hmm. for dramatic effect yeah and now that they're have created their own club like i wonder if they're going to use that as like a oh, venue to feature music but then again like mtv's basically other music game right yeah. I mean, but like it is like in name uh, only <laughs> yeah basically but it is a cross-promotional tool and i'm just curious to know like will they use that like i think i would yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how just this whole house plays out and how, you know, the COVID testing and all that stuff, like it just adds such another layer to an already chaotic show. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm just interested to see how they handle all those things. But one of the things that was chaotic from last season that they're bringing back into this season, and I want to know how happy you are to see this, was the twist of the skulls. The skulls are back. Meaning yeah. to make the final, you need to have a skull. We I like the, the twist last year, right? Oh, the thing I is, though, was... too, there's less skulls available this year as well. Yeah, I like I don't know how I... that's going to play out, but... I thought that was a real strength of Total Madness, mm-hmm. and I'm glad they brought it back. Um, oh, I think okay. it really changed the, the dynamic of the game for the better. And also, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Double Agents is essentially a sequel to Free Agents, right? Like, doesn't that... Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the name sort of implies? Like, I know, obviously, I Double know. Agents invokes, like, spies and stuff. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is it's not a team game. It's not a partner game. Yeah. I think it's I think a it's solitary game. Yeah, I think one of the ways it was described by the showrunner was it's an individual game disguised as a team game. Yeah. Right? And so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And also just, you know, what other twists and turns there are. Because I still have a feeling for some reason that you know, double agents for some reason makes me think there's going to be people that just pop up in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. which I know is weird, but that just means that person would have to be quarantined ahead of time and just like held off. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be yeah. difficult to do, but I don't know. The whole double agent thing leaves a lot of things up in the air. The, well, the other thing, when I heard the name of the season being double agents, the other thing that seemed to like sort of occurred to me was you know how on big brother mm-hmm. they have like uh in previous seasons they've had like you're the saboteur or like they yeah, give yeah, like yeah. side missions yeah to, to some people i wonder if that's like uh like if they like the producers pull one of them in for their uh for their confessional and they say like hey for $15,000, we need you to ruin breakfast tomorrow or whatever. Like, I'm just like I know off the top saying. of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I you know, know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, um, but I'm also very interested in the dynamic of this cast because there's yeah. a lot of interesting people in, in this cast. And also, for sure, a lot of people that are notable by their absence, which See, changes the dynamic. I'm kind of okay with that. I'm oh, I'm not okay complaining. With, you know, sorry. I'm not complaining that we're missing two oh. big names that we'll get to. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm intrigued by what their, how their absence will affect some of the people that are in the house. See, let's. Oh, that's interesting. 
okay so let's i think when we get to certain people we'll 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 get to them to when we get to in. them but let's uh let's kind of go through the cast because there's a lot of people who there's some interesting people returning there's some interesting faces some regulars and then some new people that i have no idea who they are so let's just go through this here i got a list up here and it's literally just veterans and then uh rookies and it's in alphabetical order so that's the order we're going in here right so sure. let's start off with anisa how like intrigued are you by seeing anisa back again i'm always intrigued by uh seeing anisa okay. i'm a big fan of anisa i know you're a big fan of anisa not to put words in your mouth but she's great i am curious i'm okay with anisa yeah i am curious to see what i mean the knock on her and i don't think it's her fault necessarily is that mm -hmm. people always she's always like the last to be eliminated right before the final. And like the knock on her is because she is a curvier woman. People assume that she's not going to have the gas to finish a like super demanding, essentially like two days of marathons, like the final is, but we've also in the past two seasons seen yeah. air quotes be like beefy, huge dudes, like Zach and Fessy and Polly, not that Polly's huge, but he's quite fit, gas out. And in our interview with Smashley, she made the point because you asked her, why did Polly gas out? That he's so lean that he has nothing in reserve. Like he has no like calories that he's carrying around. Yeah. So I wonder if I'm curious to see if Anissa can overcome this like, perception that she can't do a final which like there's no evidence that she can't do a final see i i just don't think it'll happen for her i just don't think it'll happen it's just a thing where you know people kind of have their minds made up and the way that this show works unless she builds some super alliance and she gets to be a part of that alliance kind of like you know what the the ashley cara Polly alliance was from that same season you were just talking about unless she's able to build something like that and join in on that squad and make it to a final. That's kind of the only way I see that happening. Just because the way that the seasons play out, it's always the same, right? She's going to be around for a while. She's going to be around for a while. But then when one of the girls don't want to, um, when they think that they can get an easy skull, they're going to go against Anissa and throw her in and try to beat her in that. And mm. I, I just think that's how it's going to play out because it always does. But so to me, that's kind of an easy one. Like that seems obvious because that seems like it's what always happens to Anissa. But someone who it's not always easy to predict what's going to happen is the aforementioned Miss Ashley Mitchell, who is obviously back. And, you know, one of the most if well, she's won the most money of any female of any challenge competitor, period. And she always, you know, finds a way to figure out the house, figure out the yep. politics within the house. And last season, I think Johnny Bananas, who's a vet himself, was just onto her game and blew up her game before she was going to blow up his. With Johnny not here, how do you see, and some other people who she's worked with well in the past in the game, in terms of Killa Cam, right? Mm -hmm. How do you think Ashley will do, and how happy are you are you to see Ashley back in the game? I'm really excited to see Ashley back in the game. Big fan of Smashley. And I think that we're seeing her continue to mature and grow. 
And yeah. she's really shown us something that previous, like, she's in the conversation for one of the best competitors in the show's history. As you said, okay. the most money that any woman has won on this show. Mm-hmm. And her great gift is she's so adaptable. So I think she's going to excel in a game, in a game format where other people are, like, no one really knows what to expect. I think she's going to be one of the fastest to adapt. And also, I don't know if you saw this interview, but they sort of, uh, MTV posted a, a clip of all the, or most of the vets speaking about what brought them back. Mm-hmm. And she very specifically said, I was the all-time money winner, regardless of gender, until last season. And she like listed down to like the cent <laughs> how much money she needs to make to surpass Johnny. So like she's that. motivated. Uh, so a motivated Ashley in a game uh, format that I think can really suit her and her style of play. She can play a double agent quite well, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. And we mean that very respectfully. She's just no, a course. good read of people. Arguably, her political game is her best asset. So I'm excited to see what she can do. And to your point, one of her biggest uh, – nemesis is not in the house and she's got a lot of allies in the house yeah too. a lot of friendly faces or a lot of people that she doesn't have issues with for sure and again if you haven't listened to our interview with ashley check that out wherever you're listening to this right now just scroll up or down depending on which platform it is yeah. <laughs> you can figure it out just a prior episode to this one we did a full hour-long conversation with ashley it was incredible don't you dare miss it That's the second time I've said that in this podcast. So I got to find another line, but we'll move (laughs) on (laughs) to the next person on the list here, who is big T who I think has become a cast favorite and actually like one of my favorites too. Like last season, I thought she was just hilarious, had like an all time classic moment where she just started losing it after she jumped off the bed and cut her toe and they were helping her to the hospital and one of the funniest moments I've seen on the challenge in a long time. But big T just seems to be, you know how you have like uh, uh, in sports, like say you have a glue guy or a glue girl, someone just, just brings McDonald's. a team together. Yeah. Someone just, just brings a team together. Good for the room. Right. I think that's big T big T is just a positive influence, smiling, happy, happy-go-lucky person, and I'm happy to see Big T back. I love Big T. She's not going to win, but I love Big T. (laughs) Well, one thing I will say, though, Big T has improved a bit, right? Like, from her first to her second time on the show, there was an improvement, right? Yes. She's put put in the work, Yeah, but I also don't think she's going to win. No, that's fair. That's fair. I was just looking for more improvement. That's all. Maybe a most improved player award or something. If she gets to the season without getting injured, hats off to Big T. That's a win. That's a dub for sure. Uh, next up is Corey, and we're big fans of Corey. Corey had a really interesting season last year. Last last year, last season on on the challenge. Last Always decade good to see, earlier this year, right? Which seems like so long ago, but really, it's not that long ago at all. Not. Um, Corey, it's good to see Corey back, right? And you know. Corey back. We know Nelson's back. We'll get to him in a bit, but obviously I'm interested to see how this season plays out after last season where he and Nelson obviously had their bromance taken to a whole new level where Nelson sacrificed himself essentially 
to let Corey continue on and, and try to win the money. And he couldn't finish the job. He was so close. He, he fumbled the bag for real. Like he should have been in the money for sure. Mess that up, but he's back again. And I like seeing Corey. I like seeing the progression of Corey and, and how he's evolved, matured through his time on the challenge, but still an entertaining member of the house. Corey is a very interesting castmate to have this season, in part because of that maturation process that, you, mm-hmm. that you're talking about. The other thing, and we're going to get to it. I mean, maybe now is the time to get to it. But we're essentially seeing mm-hmm. the entire Young Bucks. We're missing Hunter. Yes. But we're getting Corey, Nelson, and then like associated members like Fessy and Devin and yep. God help us, Josh. So it's like... Is Josh in their crew? I mean, we'll find out, but... Sort of. I've seen, I've seen previews and we'll touch okay. on that when God help us, we'll, we get we'll, to Josh. We'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. But my point is that that's like four of the five. That's yeah. like when Zarface gets together and it's basically a Wu-Tang Clan track. Or when there's a Ghostface, you know, like Ghostface will put out an album and there's like always one track that has like Raekwon and maybe Meth and mm-hmm. like then maybe like Redman and you're like, we're almost there, guys. Like it's not okay. produced by the RZA, but we're, we'll we're take basically it. We'll there. take it. We're basically there with the Young Bucks. Yeah, I like seeing Corey back, and I like the crew. I like, you know, we've talked about it for years and years, but, you know, their crew is a crew in which they've, they're becoming a solid foundation for the challenge, meaning you don't need a Johnny Bananas to carry a season, right? Like, these no. guys are entertaining enough. They're strong enough personalities. They're funny enough in the house. They're just, you know, people you want to hang with enough that they can carry a season. The Corey, Fessy was a great addition last year. We'll get to him for sure, right? Nelson is always (laughs) a hot button topic in any season he's in. So yeah, definitely good to see Corey back. Someone I'm wondering how you feel about seeing him back is CT. I'm excited for CT. I'm really hyped for CT to be back because he looks to be in better shape than he was the previous two seasons. And let's not forget, he won two seasons ago. He arguably had the best season of his career Mm -hmm. in War of the Worlds 2. And the interesting part about CT was last year, he was the one that really took the skull, uh, the skull, what's the word I'm looking for here? Wrinkle? Wrinkle, yes. Thank you. You're welcome. He's the one that really that really stepped up to the plate and tried to knock it out of the park in terms of saying, no, 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 I'm going to go in now and I'm yeah. going to try to go in against who we are deeming to be the weakest competitor. He's the now, one that didn't work understood out. it first. Yeah, it didn't work out for him. But, you know, I think it was still the right move and not playing the result of, oh, he lost, so it was a bad move. I still think it was a good move, and I still think he should have done it again because you're, you need a skull to get to the final, and if this is a person who you deem is the weakest person, why wouldn't you want to go in against them? Jay just did a good job in that challenge. That was a crazy uh, elimination with him and Jay when they had to untangle all of that shit to open up the gate and get in. Uh, that was pretty crazy, but... Hey, at the end of the day, good to see CT back. 
Papa CT taking a fatherly role. I did watch the uh, trailer and mm-hmm. CT was in it quite a bit, just reacting to stuff as you'd expect, chirping as you'd expect in a different low key mode. I'd urge people who are newer to the challenge to just dive into a YouTube hole of like CT's greatest hits. Cause this is not the same person that we're used to seeing from back in the day. Right. It's a whole different guy, but I'm okay with that. I feel like we've grown up with CT. Yeah. Uh, we've grown up with CT and like, he's I mean, again, like we speak about Corey, but he has changed so much and he's yeah. aware of it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was coming on and fighting dudes every single season. He was the bully. He was chirping people. He was fighting people. He was, you know, hooking up with everybody. Like there was a a whole, like, it's a wave. Go back and watch those seasons. And CT was the showstopper on this uh, season of the challenge. Um, Another dude I know you're happy to see back is Devin. Devin, we haven't seen in a couple seasons. I might be Devin Devin's is a good number character. one fan. I love Devin so much. You have a solid man crush on Devin for sure. Oh yeah, I have no, I have no problem saying that. I love Devin. He's one of the best like people that they've had for the narrative. Okay. He brings a different element. All due respect to the Fessies of the world, the Corys of this world. There's a lot of like jacked up meatheads they can bring on, mm-hmm. but Devin brings a different style. And like he's okay. gotten pretty fit since his like last full season, mm-hmm. but he is a little more intellectual. He's a little more political. Yeah. Uh, we know that he's good friends with Wes. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays. Like, is he going to gravitate towards Wes? Is he going to gravitate towards the young bucks? Yeah. Uh, again, Johnny Bananas is not there. He hates Johnny Bananas, so <laughs> he'll be a little more focused mm-hmm. without having that distraction. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that a lot of the ladies love Devin. I don't know about his relationship status right now, but I know that he'll have a lot of female allies in terms of <laughs> voting or not voting. And yeah. I think it's just like, you know, variety of the spice is the spice of life on the show. And Devin brings something different to the table. Totally agree. Great addition. Great to see Devin back as he does bring a little something different to the show. And it's, it's what makes the show great. So many different angles and so many different kinds of people and different types of people making the show great for sure. Uh, someone else who is a different kind of dude, but who is back. And I would say one of the most underrated challenge competitors in the history of the show who doesn't get enough respect for the work that he puts in is Darrell. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to see Darrell back because Darrell, he's a badass and he's not afraid to show it. He's not afraid to tell you about yourself, but he's also a grown ass man. So he's not really here for the shenanigans, right? He's just here trying to win and put in work. And I'm interested to see how he fits into this. You know, is there going to be like an OG type of alliance with, you know, let's say him, Anissa, Wes, CT, or are they going to try to gravitate towards the Young Bucks, right? Is he going to gravitate more towards the Devons and the Fessies and and Corys and that crew? I'm very interested to see that. Like, that's going to be interesting to me anyways. I remember before going way, way back when Corey was trying to call out Darrell and he that didn't go too well for Corey. 
Remember that the team Young Bucks were trying to get at the OGs and it didn't really go well. <laughs> Them trying to take out Ralph. Oh yeah, but Ugh. yeah, I, I want to see how that goes. But I'm happy to see Darrell back. I'm always happy to see Darrell. I'm curious. The one thing I'll say about Darrell is he doesn't really play much of a political game, like or no. in, at least in his most recent season yeah. he was very much content to have light beers and mm-hmm. play cards with ct yeah. and i understand why that appealed to him mm-hmm. but i can also see why that's not getting it done in terms of winning the fucking thing for sure. so we'll see we'll see how it plays we'll see out. we'll see what he brings uh someone who will see what he brings as well because he had a disappointing final after dominating most of the season is your man's fessy I think Fessy oh, had is he a my great... man's? No, I just I was is a general your man's. Not necessarily directed as you. Just a, a general a general your man's Fessy. Um a great rookie season. Yeah. But didn't really end well as he found out. Like I think Fessy was a perfect example for people who are new to watching the challenge, but also new to being on the challenge. Fessy's last season was a lesson in terms of what this show really is. Because he thought he was just going to dance all the way, like Deion Sanders' high step, all the way to the a challenge victory. And it was like, nope. nah, bruh. <laughs> Not quite. He flamed out in the finals hard. But with that said, I'm interested to see how he does this season because now he's still the physical beast, but he has the, the target on his back of all these people that know his work and know how dominant he can be. So I want to see how he plays that this time around with the target on his back. Does he get a little bit better at the political game? I want to see how that plays out. I have to say I'm a changed man, Sheldon, since total madness, because what I did in the off season, mm-hmm. there's no rest on these, you killed it streets. I was out there hustling and grinding. I watched okay. big brother all stars this oh. past summer. I did not miss an episode. Okay. I put in that work. And I'm okay. gotta say, big brother competitors don't impress me. I I'm not impressed That's with their fair. political game. And mm-hmm. I mean, we all know the competitions are not on the same level. Not even close. The, it, like there's no doubt, but also like I know, I know the this season of Big Brother, and it was the first season of Big Brother. I had watched in at least a decade. Okay. But for an all-star cast, I would like, they did not make stellar political moves. A couple of things. One, I know it was, it was a fake not a good all-star season. cast, but two, it was a fake all-star cast, not really an all-star cast, but two, I didn't even watch this season of Big Brother, to be honest. Didn't even tune it in. I, I think I turned on like one episode kind of early on, and then I watched bits and pieces of the finale. But other than that, I did not really watch it all. Um, the one thing I will say, it's just two different shows. Like to me, I don't even yeah. understand how people compare the shows because they're not even remotely close to the same thing. The only reason why people end up from Big Brother to the challenge is because they both fall under the CBS umbrella in terms of parent company shows. That's it. Right. Other than that, it's not the same show at all. I I also think CBS sort of tries to market the challenge as like R rated big brother. For sure. Like I I think 
I think CBS Viacom, like that's sort of what what they're going for. But in terms of yeah, the format of the shows and like what it takes to win one show versus mm-hmm. the other. Yeah. What I'd be curious to see is if someone from the challenge went into the Big Brother house. Because I'm not necessarily certain that someone from the challenge would win at Big Brother. Like I'm not. It all saying... depends on who, because it's all random. It's so it's so different. Like it all depends on who it is. All depends on who it is. Um, someone I'm I'm really interested in how this person does their second time around. Not as much as Fessy, but still very interested is Jay, and that's oh, because I'm... Jay. The way that he went out, he's he has potential to be a really good competitor on the challenge and a really good character on the TV show side of it. So I'm really interested to see how he does his second time around because I know he was super frustrated with being the rookie and being thrown in time after time after time last season. So I want to see what he does this season. Does he partner up with the Young Bucks? Or does he do the same thing that he was mad at last season in terms of just pick on the Young Bucks and keep throwing them in because it's their turn? Either way, good character. I like seeing Jay. He, he's just someone who is entertaining. Whether you like him or not, he's entertaining on a reality show. He's likable. He is good at, like, sneaky good in competitions. I mean, he just got stuck in that D and Rogan vortex I mean, he just should have never made out with D. Like, that's what it boils down to. Speaking of people, I'm happy to not see. Oh, but anyways, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But I'm really interested to see what he does. And also, part of Jay's struggles last season does fall at the feet of he assumed that there'd be like a strong big brother alliance. Mm-hmm. And there was not. Like, Ooh. Casey and Fessy... And Bailey and Swaggy. Swaggy. I can't even say it. And Josh. They didn't really like gel. They did not come together as a team. And so like Jay, I think like first night in the house had been like, okay, I see how it is. We got like real world people or like people that know each other. Are you the one people? And then like big brother people. I'm the only survivor guy, but like we'll make this happen. And, and, like, we saw, like, hints of that, and then it just, like, did not happen. Not at and, like, all. I, think it was, I think it was to all of their detriment. Like, I think Swaggy and Bailey also suffered. Like, I know Bailey yeah. made it to the final, but, like... No, totally. A whole other season, if they, are, if they, like, clicked, if they actually backed each other up. We say it every single season. It's a numbers game, right? Yeah. And so, if you don't have numbers or... Not even that. If you have numbers, but then turn down the numbers that you have, <laughs> you're not going to do too well. Um, speaking of not doing too well, uh, Josh is up next. And I said that Anissa's that season is predictable. Josh's season is also very predictable. If I'm not, you know, like he's going to be quiet kind of in the beginning, pretend to be everyone's friend, right? Then he's going to blow up in the middle just because that's just what he does. And he's going to get in a screaming match, which I think I saw in a, in a trailer. Yeah. But overall, I'm always just annoyed by Josh. And he serves a purpose because he will give us at least two episodes, I'll say. Two episodes of content where it's just like, Josh is so annoying or Josh has just made the worst gameplay ever. But 
that's the role that he serves. And when you're talking about a show that has what, 16 episodes or however many episodes there are in a season, you need that sometimes. So cool. Josh is back, but whatever, who's going to be, who's going to be on the other end of screaming at Josh this season. Last season, it was Swaggy. Season before, it was Polly. Season before, it was, was it Wes? Is he still trying to get on Wes's good side? I don't yeah. Know. Well, he got a, after Wes last season, he's bumped heads with uh, CT in the past. Whoever it is, like, he's the most annoying person in this house. Yeah. Right now. And, like, I know. Like, do we know how many episodes the season's going to be? There's 30 no contestants. Idea. So, like, it's not going to be 30 episodes. But let's say no it's... Idea. It's always around 20. Let's say... It's always around somewhere there. Let's say it's 20 episodes. Around episode 8, 9, and 10, you and I are going to be sick of Josh's shit. Like, that, sure. like I know it. I know it. He's going like, to be doing something so fucking I just remember him standing so on the bar, annoying. standing on the bar screaming. And it's like, what are you doing, bro? Anyways, let's move on to someone I'm happy to see back in the house, and that's Killa Cam. Uh, yes. Killa Cam is a great character. First off, she's a bad bitch in terms of just not afraid of the smoke, will go into the elimination and just win. Um, also is not afraid to take charge in terms of leading an alliance or leading her team. Um, I'm just happy to see Cam back. Cam is a great character on the show. And happy to see her back. I'm happy to see her back. And most significantly, she and Leroy are a couple. And they're yeah. living together. They just announced that they're moving to Houston together. Mm-hmm. That they're going to live in Houston together. Mm-hmm. This, to me, is really interesting. Like, I'm just going to roll Leroy and Cam in together. Okay. Because the last time we saw Leroy was War of the Worlds 2. And it was... Mm-hmm arguably his best season like he showed a lot of leadership he showed a lot of focus a lot of determination but he and cam weren't yet on the same page they were sorting some things out now they're on the same page arguably a power couple and i might need a review but i don't think there's any other couples going into the game and i don't think so and he does not have johnny bananas in there and this is this i mean i alluded to it earlier johnny bananas not being in the house i think is going to be a huge help to him because i think leroy's loyalty to johnny while admirable in the real world i think cost him a lot in terms of being the fall guy for johnny and getting wrapped up in Johnny's drama and doing Johnny's dirty work and being a target because people knew he was one of Johnny's numbers. So interesting. Okay. I think that just Leroy and Cam being in the house together without, you know, Leroy's ex, Johnny Bananas being there, I think is really <laughs> going to help Leroy's game. And I'm really interested to see how it works out. Also, for what it's worth, and I know we have to always bring this up when it comes to Leroy. I can't imagine they're going to do a lot of swimming this season as it is in Iceland in the fall, which would be cold. I feel like I've seen some challenges where they're above water. Maybe I'm wrong or maybe it's just something. Cause I also tried not to watch a lot of things. So maybe it could have just been like flashback episodes. I take that back. I take but that it, back. But it's, it's a different thing. If like the, 
challenge involves just like doing something oh, above a height and falling into the water rather than like we need you to swim you. 500 meters around the, that boy and then like come back or whatever right so yeah i'm happy to see leroy and i hope maybe this is the year that leroy finally finally gets through and gets a dub we'll see hopefully i, we can only I, would, hope. I would love to see leroy win yeah i would love sure love to see Leroy win and I know in her interviews Anissa has spoken mm -hmm. about the importance of having a person of color win yeah and so like I'm all in on that and like I don't know how closely you well you didn't watch Big Brother but like there was talk in the house of all the black people working together to try to have clips. a black person win spoiler clips of Big Brother it did not work out but, no, but there's some great content in terms of them talking about just knowing and understanding the role that they play in terms of people watching oh, yeah. them and expectations and how they know they have to act differently. And yeah, um, yeah. definitely interesting for sure. Uh, someone I really don't find interesting <laughs> and someone <laughs> what a segue. I hope they don't win is Casey. I just find her really boring. Although she was like, when the Nani stuff popped up last season, I'll give her that. Like, at least it was something that was going on. But even, you know, the way that she handled it was kind of pretending as if it wasn't, even though we were seeing it happen and there's cameras yeah. everywhere. But she's kind of quiet. I didn't really like how she treated Bailey. I, I was on Team Bailey the way that that played out last, last season. Yeah. But uh, Casey's back. I don't really care that she's back, to be honest. I guess I kind of want to see uh are her and nani still cool i don't know i guess that's it but other than that she's gonna I mean, be quiet she's gonna do well in challenges and she's gonna make it pretty far i mean just off the bat on the topic of her and nani last season she and nani had an intense flirtation they may or may not have kissed i believe they kissed didn't we see it we saw it we saw it and then there was like verbal confirmation when they were drunk where they talked about the fact that they kissed okay but if you're Casey's girlfriend, are you like, oh, yeah, no, 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 cool. Like, fly off to a bubble with Nani again. This is fine. I'm assuming that Casey's single or has an understanding with her girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So I'm curious to see how that plays a, out. It'll be a thing that'll get played up again for sure. I, I do want to say, though, I agree with you that Casey, although she sparked drama, she was herself not entertaining. Totally. Like she didn't really engage in the drama. Like she didn't give us a lot to like be like, oh yeah, like this is great, you know? So Yeah. Uh so, someone who is very involved in drama most most often than not is Kyle. And Kyle yes. is back. I'm interested to see how Kyle does because Kyle normally kind of like Leroy was someone who was, you know, very attached to Johnny Bananas. Yeah, right, or very much involved in whatever Johnny's moves or gameplay was. So I kind of want to see how Kyle plays it this time around as he tends to be a chameleon when he needs to be, right? Finds the right side to be on. He'll probably cozy up with CT. Um, but I also want to see what kind of role Kyle plays with some of the ladies in the house as well because that mm -hmm. seems to be a Kyle thing that we kind of saw last year, but not really because there's this weird him and Mel flirtation thing that was going on that I still feel like they probably left some things on the cutting room floor on purpose because it might've gotten a little bit 
awkward. <laughs> Which I don't. We don't. We don't need to get into that. We'll save that for the uh, the uh, you killed it uncut podcast. <laughs> but uh, Kyle overall is just entertaining. I like seeing Kyle. He's a good character. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He's a good character. He's a fun hang. Cool. I'm happy Kyle's back. I love Kyle. Uh, as we often speak about, he is so good at the narrative like his he's so funny and i also i want to believe that kyle learned a lot last season you might recall first night in the total madness house ct pulled him aside and was like you know what your problem is you get yourself in too many alliances true and eventually that screws you Mm -hmm. So, like, you need to do less. And Kyle sort of listened to that, tried his best to listen to it, and I hope he continues to take that to heart because, like, I would like to see Kyle win or I'd like to see Kyle do well. Like, I like Kyle. Yeah, he's a good hang. And that's what this show, at least to me, I mean, we do a podcast on a random reality show. And the reason why we, I like the reality show enough to talk about it after is because it's a good hang. And us talking about it is just continuing the good hang of watching the show. And yeah. Kyle fits into that. We, we use a reference all the time. Someone we like to have a beer with, right? You could see yourself having a beer with just hanging out, cracking jokes, watching the game, hoping Patrick Mahomes is about to throw for a touchdown because I really need it for my fantasy team. But instead he got <laughs> sacked. But the point remains, Kyle, good peoples. Uh, also good peoples, back in the house. And someone who might be one of the best hangs, one of the most inter- entertaining peoples in the history of the challenge house. And where her stardom might not shine in terms of the gameplay, it definitely shines in the house drama. That's Nani. Always happy when Nani's on the season because Nani always brings a spice. Nani is spicy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm happy to see Nani back because Nani is either, you know, maybe she's making out with guys. Maybe she's making out with girls. She's calling out other people's alliances. She's getting into fights. She's sticking up for her friends. You name it. Nani is involved in it and I like it. I'm here for it. She's a rider. Shouts to Nani. I, I'm excited. Like you, you said it all. Nani is just great TV. Uh, I'm excited to have her back. Uh, you know, I'm excited for her to get a little sloppy. I'm excited for her to hook up with people or get into a fight or whatever. I love like Nani. The noodles last year. The throwing oh, the of the noodles was so good. Like, of someone who already has a great demo reel of being on the challenge, to add something like that last year, where you're just whipping noodles across the room at someone. <laughs> when she this gets is in, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen on television. When she so gets good. inducted into the Hall of Fame, her highlight reel is going to be one of the greatest of all time, from her real-world season yeah. all the way to the present day. Yeah. She it's is a challenge be... Hall of Famer. She is oh. an MTV Hall of Famer, no doubt. She is the epitome of what makes this show this show because it's not just about the people who are in the gym all the time, getting beefed up or running laps or whatever and dominating challenges. She represents a whole other side of the house. I love it so much. So good. So good. Uh, someone who is one of the most polarizing people because you love them or you hate them. And a lot of times people hate them. 
but he ended last season with one of the most, let's say, heartwarming moments we've seen in the challenge so far. But even still, that's not enough to win over a lot of people <laughs> because his resume is deep with a lot of shade, a lot of, I, I'm just going to say it, fuckery as well, is Mr. Nelson Thomas. Nelson is back again. And as much as Nani is great reality TV, Nelson is always great reality TV because that, whether you love him or hate him, he makes you feel something when he is on the show. How happy are you to see Nelson back? That's a long pause. That's a dramatic pause right there. I just don't know, Sheldon. You're allowed to I, be conflicted about it, of course. I, don't, I honestly don't know. How do you feel about it? Human about beings it. are complicated. He's a person, him. <laughs> Human beings are complicated. Nelson is very complicated. He had a very bad season, especially early on, yelling at like some of the shit that he was saying to, was it Ashley? Kayla. Who was he? Kayla, yes. Shouts to Kayla, by the way. I listened to her podcast. She has a podcast about- About documentaries. Uh, documentaries, yes. Big Doc Actually, Energy, which first of all, great. excellent podcasting. Solid work. Um, but yes, shouts to Kayla. I just had to mention that. I listened to her podcast the other day. The one on, uh, what was Homegirl's name that was in Italy? They made a, do- like, uh, Homegirl that was in Italy and her roommate got killed. Oh. The famous, famous case. I don't remember, but we know it doesn't matter. Either way, really good podcast. And they had her on the podcast to talk about the documentary on Netflix. And it was only like the fifth episode and Kayla's gotten engaged. Yeah. Yeah. So huge shouts to Kayla. And I mean, I brought, I brought up Kayla because obviously she was someone who called out Nelson for his fucked up ways during last season where he was talking down to women, not only her, but Anissa as well at times. Like Nelson had a really shitty season. And then at the end of it, he, you know, made the call where he was going to go in. So to save Corey. And that was one of the most like, you know, you're seeing grown men cry and he put up a big time performance in the elimination. But either way, as I said, Nelson is polarizing. And at the end of the day, whether you love him or hate him, this is reality TV, and he brings entertainment. He does, was, whether you love him it, or hate him. It was Amanda Knox. I looked it up while you were talking. Amanda Knox. Yes, that's Speaking who of producing on the fly, I have an important question that we did not discuss while we were off air. Okay. And I know our listeners want to know, are we going to bring back Say Something Nice About Nelson? I thought we were tired that because there's nothing that he'll ever able to do that's nicer than what he did for Corey last season. That's true. Like, and maybe we didn't retire it last year after that, but I feel like we should. Well, we retired it because it was, he was eliminated that episode like that. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I don't think that we should. I think that, you know, that was the nicest thing he could ever do. And so after that, Here's it's, my it's problem. It's going to be tough. Here's like, I thought that was a fun segment and I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a funny way of like basically sidelining him in our conversations that we would avoid him except for saying like the one nice thing. Yeah. But when he was like a super shitty misogynist, mm-hmm. I felt really uncomfortable saying anything nice about him. No, that's right. Like, I don't, I don't yeah, want to yeah. like, 
No, when, that's totally fair. Let's just, like, to be real, there's a good chance that Nelson says something or does something this season mm-hmm. that one or both of us will not approve of. And yeah. I mean, like, on a moral, like, on an yeah, ethical I level, mean, it, not it's... on a, like, uh, oh, he voted in, like, the person we like. I mean, like, in a in a really, like, real life, that was not acceptable Nelson kind of way. And I don't want to sure. put our future selves in the position where we have to say something nice about someone that consistently does things that we don't agree with at I all. still think, though, even last year, even when we were doing that, I think we equally would say something we would equally crush him when he did and said things that were just terrible Mm -hmm. right like i know either way however we play it we're gonna crush him when he needs to be crushed like it's not anything like that uh nelson i just think that you know much like anyone else on the show i feel like we hold people accountable and we just give our honest opinion on what's going on so like if he sucks and says something stupid we're gonna say that if he Mm -hmm. actually does something nice like he did for Corey. We're going to say that. Um, And I remember after that episode with Corey happened and I came on and I was like, I'll never say anything bad about Nelson again. And some people were like, really? And it's like, obviously we're doing this for a dramatic effect. Like understand what's going on in the moment of the episode. And when he does something nice, we're going to say so. When he does something shitty, we're also going to say that. Yeah. Um, Someone else I really don't like as well. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. I was just going to say on the note of Nelson, the other thing is that like, as much as we're like, oh, say something nice about Nelson, it could just as much apply to Josh, who for sure I, I think is a better person morally. Like, I don't find mm-hmm. him to be a misogynist, but yeah. I find Josh equally annoying and more distasteful. Like, there's, there's like, I dislike sure. Josh in equal parts to Nelson. So yeah. I guess what we've decided is we're not going to bring back say not something nice about Nelson because yeah. neither of us want to commit to having to say something nice about someone who often does not have nice things to say about him. And, it, totally and we'll, we'll still have free reign to uh, make fun of his like Burberry t-shirts or whatever he wears or, or however he acts up. <laughs> yeah. We'll be free to uh, call it as we see it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, the same rules will apply for Nicole, who is back after a little bit of a hiatus on the challenge. Mm-hmm. And Nicole is a very, I find Nicole very annoying as well. Um, yeah. She's back. I don't really have much to say. I just find her really annoying. And I'm assuming that she's going to be all up in the drama because that's normally what she does. But mm-hmm. she's also a really good competitor. So much like Nelson, much like Josh. Not really someone I'd want to hang out with, but someone who is entertainment. And you need that on reality shows when they're that many episodes long and it's a long season. You need stupid people to do stupid things. And there's Nicole. (laughs) That's all I got, really. That's all I've got. (laughs) Moving on, another person making a return after a long stint away is Teresa. And Teresa... I always liked Teresa. Teresa was always a really good uh, character in the challenge because she was a great competitor. One of the better female competitors in the house also has a great jump shot as one of her most famous scenes is, you know, her playing one-on-one against CT. I think it was, yep. had a little bit of handle, hit him with the Jimmy. I was like, okay, okay. 
Um, but no, she's just good people. She's just a fun hang, a really good uh, person in the house and good at the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Also good in the house drama and politics. Although it might be a different Teresa we're seeing now because she now has, she's married with kids now. Yeah. And so that might be a little different, but it, it's, it'll be good to catch up with her and see how she's doing. The last time we saw Teresa, she and Nani were screaming at each other and crying sure. and having a massive blow up. Yeah. I will say, maybe you saw in the previews, Teresa says they've buried the hatchet. A lot of water has passed under the bridge that she's genuinely happy to see Nani and that she hopes that they can be back to being the friends they once were. Yeah. Not convinced that that's going to hold up. <laughs> like I can imagine, you know, as you always say, quoting Jay-Z, when the Remy's in the system, there's no telling. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens when they go a little stir crazy. We'll have to mm-hmm. see what happens when there's some money on the line. Yeah. But I agree, Teresa is going to, I mean, these vets are also so good on television. Mm-hmm. And not all of the younger, newer people are great on TV. They're not as great at the confessionals. They're not as great mm-hmm. at the, like, repartee. Teresa yeah. can bring it in those regards. So, like, yeah. I don't think she's going to be hooking up like she once did. I hope not, out of respect for her husband and her family. Yeah. But I... I'm excited to have Teresa back to catch up with an old friend as it were, and just like see where she falls in the house. You know, she in the past has partnered with Leroy and Wes Mm -hmm. uh, in the same season battle of the X's. I forget which version, but I'm interested to see what she brings to the table. I know she from previews is interested in partnering with Wes, uh, I think he'd like to partner with her, but Wes is always on the move. So, you know, I think Wes is attracted to the newer deals than the old familiar deals, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see what he brings to the table and what she brings. Uh, Speaking of attractive deals, uh, Tory deal is next up on the list here. Sheldon, that might be the best segue in the history of You Killed It. I am so impressed with you right now. That was a thing of beauty. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Uh, we're not done yet, so like you might have just ruined the flow. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That, that would um, be me, the combo breaker for sure. Um, Tori is back, and there was a post recently about the fact that Tori and Jordan have broken up. Yes, and sir. I wonder if it has anything to do with anything that happened on the show. Now we don't know, but maybe we'll find out. It's been kind of quiet. Haven't really heard much about it. But Tori is a really good uh, challenge competitor. We know that Jordan wasn't on the season. So who knows? But I'm assuming we'll find out. Because it seems kind of weird that they would acknowledge it right before this season starts. Right? Like that seems odd. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I am glad to have Tori back though. So I've just been shrugging for the past 30 seconds. And all I'm going to say is, Sheldon, you haven't heard anything. Oh, I don't want to. Is it going to be on the show? I've just heard some things. I don't want to know then. I know you don't want to know. I don't want to know. And you know what's funny too? No, no, no. I don't want to know. But I will say this too. Uh, I did post something. Maybe it was an Ashley interview on the Reddit page, on the Challenge Reddit page. And there were people... 
they were like, oh, is there spoilers? Because if there's spoilers, I don't want to listen to it. And then someone else commented, they're like, no, 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 these guys don't talk about spoilers because one of them hates it. I'm like, correct. <laughs> I like that. that we is have, a, I that like is that we have a reputation. That I'm is a loyal gonna, viewer right there. I'm not going to spoil anything. I've just heard things. Cool. I like it. Uh, I also like Wes. Wes is I the last Wes. vet on the list. And Wes is back. Wes, I mean, do we really have to break down Wes? Wes is like one of the best challenge competitors of all time. He is just hilarious in the house. He does a little bit of everything. He can give you all the drama. He's manipulating the house. Yeah, he's manipulating the house. He's manipulating the rookies. He's manipulating the gameplay. I mean, he's coming off a season where he worked with Johnny Bananas. Right? So right when you think you don't know what's going to happen – Wes is always here surprising you, so why would this season be any different? He keeps their heads ringing. I love it. I'm glad Wes is back. I'm curious to see what he does. Again, the absence of Johnny Bananas for the first time in a decade? It's been a while. Uh, I think he's been on every season since Fresh Meat 2. I don't remember. He was not on Fresh there's, Meat there's He was a on couple. Cutthroat. No, I there's been a on... couple that he wasn't on, and then there was one he came in in the middle. As like a, of the invasion uh, of the champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so I'm curious. I'm curious to see what moves West makes. And as I alluded to earlier, you know he's good friends with CT. He and Devin are good friends. He and Anissa are good friends. Yeah. He and Teresa have partnered in the past. He and Nani are friends for sure. But he he and Big T are friends. Like I'm interested to see. Like he knows a lot of people in this house and he has familiarity with someone that is classified as a rookie, but is totally kind of not a rookie. He has a history with her. So I'm curious to see what Wes does. Like this is an interesting, it's an interesting landscape for Wes to be inserted into. Nope. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Wes definitely is one of the favorites to, uh, win this season because he's one of the favorites to win any season that he's on but that normally happens because you you assume that it's going to be someone from the vet side but as mentioned there's a lot of rookies on this season so we're kind of going to go through I'll just list who they are and if you know who the person is we'll stop and we'll we'll discuss and if we don't know we'll just keep going sound good Sounds great yeah uh, first person up is Amber there's two Ambers so this we'll we'll just say Amber B which could be Amber B for Amber from Big Brother. And I will say, I am very happy to see Amber from Big Brother on the challenge. Why is that, Sheldon? She's just a lovely human being. She's good peoples. She's a good hang. She, I think she'll be very good on the challenge. She's a great addition to the challenge cast. Yeah. Okay. I'm just looking up the cast of big brother that she was on okay and so she was on the season with cody and Derek. cody being Polly's brother yep uh frankie grande brother of ariana was on it i co-signed on that ug and nicole franzel yeah as well who like not a huge fan of having now experienced yeah. her a little bit those are the only names i recognize um amber is a solid player amber is dope as hell 
Um, and yeah, good addition. Now, next up is Amber Martinez from Are You the One? No idea who that is. Sorry, cool. Amber Martinez. Welcome to the show, Amber. Uh, we wish Gabby, you the best of luck. Gabby Allen from Love Island slash Celebrity Big Brother UK. Sure. Uh, I'm just, I mean, this is a very broad brush to paint with. I assume she's Georgia 2.0, but I don't know. She's from Liverpool. She's from Liverpool. So she'll have uh, either a Liverpudlian or uh, an accent from the rural. Sure. I'll take it. That's all I know. Uh, Joseph Allen from America's Got Talent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I uh, swear to our listeners, there's going to be people that we know. <laughs> really? Do you know this Leo Rush person? Do I ever? Hold on. I'm doing some quick googling. Joseph okay. Allen is a singer and rapper from Killing, Texas. Okay. There's That's not a I rapping know. contest on the challenge, so good luck. That's what. Good I'm luck saying. to you, sir. Uh, this WWE wrestler. I'm guessing you know this person. Yes, I do. Let's talk about Leo Rush. He's a former WWE wrestler. Okay. He is, I mean, all wrestlers are very athletic. Like, Correct. Say what you will about the quality of the entertainment content, but they are athletic people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leo Rush is super wiry, but he's not going to be very tall. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be surprised if he's over 5'9". He might be shorter. Um, but very acrobatic, uh, renowned for his talking ability, good on the stick, as they say, okay. like he gives good promos, but okay. here's the thing, cutting a promo works if you're trying to piss off a crowd of like 20,000 people, maybe not like the best skill for like a house of 30 people where you're trying to win people over to vote in your favor and notably Leo Rush was ultimately fired by the WWE after he had a really rocky time where he had, in wrestling parlance, a lot of heat where a lot of the veterans disliked him for being cocky and arrogant. Okay. okay. Um, the, his rep was that he did not appreciate the, like, respect, like, he wasn't respectful of the kind of respect you're supposed to pay to veterans. But he also argued that they insisted that he carry uh, their bags. And as a young African-American man, he felt that was not a good look and he wanted to be a role model for his son. Okay. So. There's layers here. There's layers layers here. I'm just saying Leo Rush, very athletic, has a lot of charisma, Mm -hmm. but might not have a great personality for the house. the challenge okay 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 interesting yeah. interesting um someone who does have some personality for the house that will be back into the challenge but was the big boy challenge because she was on champs versus stars or sorry champs versus pros also was on celebrity big brother but most famous for being a u.s olympian miss lolo jones is back on your MTV screens. I'm, I'm so happy to excited. see Lolo. She's great TV. Um, 
I'm interested to see if she's learned anything from her previous appearance on the challenge at all, but I'm going to guess not. So mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty funny to see Lolo Jones back on. She's good TV. That's all I'll say. If she was good TV on champs versus pros where it's like, you're, you don't really have as much as the house drama, but yet she found a way to create the house drama in a situation where there shouldn't really be that much drama. I'm interested to see what happens when you're put into a house with all these people. I'm very interested to see what she does because let's be real. Lolo Jones is the best athlete in challenge history. Like just automatically. No, that's fair for sure. Like without having seen an episode, the best athlete of all time. Yeah. But her political game, her social game. Not good. And like, how can I put this? When we last saw her, she was a virgin. And like, everyone's choices are their own. Mm -hmm. But that was like a plot point because she had some sexual tension with Jordan. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And I'm not sure. Like, her choices are her own, and I don't mean to criticize her. But it can often be a very sexually charged house. And if you don't have a lot of experience in that end, that could be a distraction. Okay. Okay. Is that fair comment? You, you scale I, what I don't I'm know. Saying? I just think that, like, you know, maybe it's the other way. Maybe that's true. You know, that's a fair point. There is no sexual tension because you're used to not having sex. Yeah, I, and maybe that will give her greater focus. And also, we yeah. don't know where she is in her life. Like, she might be married. She might be in a committed relationship. Like, who's to say? Who knows? Who knows? I have not been keeping up with Lolo Jones. I'm sure we will find out, though. I'm sure we will find out. The other thing I'll say about Lolo Jones, though, is yes, definitely the greatest athlete in challenge history. Like, we know this as a fact. But doesn't that put a gigantic target on her back? Like, can't you see every other woman in the house being like, I am going to get that fucking Olympian out of this house before. I I would not want to go against her. No, no chance. No, she would be getting the ejector seat as fast as I could. If I was any other woman in that house. For sure. Uh, Menchie Harris, Mishy Harris, Meshy Harris, musician from X on the beach. From X on the beach, but also, hold on. She is in an American R&B and pop indie group called 4EY The Future. Okay. Um, Download now on Spotify. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I don't know. Sure. Uh, Um, They appeared. Oh, no, he was not on it. One of them was on 106 and Park which is very exciting to me. And Shout out to Terrence and Roxy and AJ and Free. Oh, AJ and Free were the best. Um, and he opened up for Meek Mill at Lincoln University. I don't know about okay. that. Yeah, okay. All right, sure. sure. Sure, so he's a musician. Sounds that like don't... we could have some performances in the house. Why not? Sure. Apparently, Leo Rush is a musician as well. Who isn't a musician these days, right? Heck, if we're pro- podcasters, right? <laughs> Why not? Uh, you know what happens when two guys meet for the first time, right? No. They start a podcast. That's a horrible joke. 
I don't know where you got that joke from. That's a horrible joke. Thank you. I didn't, like, I didn't even like, I, I'm, I hope not because I know you <laughs> to be a better writer than that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, moving on. Nam Vo from ultimate beast master. Sure. So there'll be Nam is he's going to be very athletic because ultimate beast master is like American Ninja warrior, right? Like it's a lot of very uh, physical that just challenges. Made me think of Ninja. Uh. That just made yeah. me think of Ninja. Let's move on. Uh, Natalie Anderson from Survivor and Amazing Race. Um, I saw the promo where her and Jay are clicking because obviously Jay was just happy to have someone else from Survivor on the show. Uh, Natalie also, you know, represents as this is, an, this is a, a season where you can tell they made a conscious effort to be very diverse. Yeah, So, which is great. Uh, yeah, for sure. Totally. Um, and I'm always interested to see how Survivor slash Amazing Race people do on the show because I think that show is much more akin to the challenge than something like Big Brother. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Olivia, quote, Liv from Shipwrecked. Not sure who that is either. I've never seen Shipwrecked. Don't even know what it is. But either way, challenge debuts Wednesday, December 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't you dare! I'm joking. <laughs> Before but either we way, go, I'm, I'm jacked up to to see this. To see I'm this very season. excited. Nothing excites me more than when the the first season of the challenge hits. It's great. Can't wait. I, I want to know. Do you have any predictions for this season? It doesn't have to be necessarily no. who's going to win, but just like, do you have beyond things like Josh and Nelson are going to be idiots? Do you have any? No. I love going into the challenge. Like even in preparation for this pod, there are things that I didn't watch because like, why I don't want to watch that. I just want to watch the show. Like there's a, I think there's like some preview episode or something. It airs airs on MTV. Uh, Monday night. There's a preview episode. We're we're recording on Sunday. So I don't think I want to watch that. Cause like, I just want to go into the episode. Like I don't like when they leak parts of the episode online. I don't want to watch that. So I, I avoid it. I get why they do it so that you get people to watch it, but I'm already going to watch and I want to sit there and be surprised while I watch the show. So I get that. It's not for me. I get why they do it as someone who works in production. I get it. You put it out to get new viewers to be like, Oh, what's this? I want to watch it. But for me, I don't watch those things. I, I want to just watch the show. I like it when they, I like a really good trailer. Like when they do it, like a sure. movie trailer. Yeah. Like yeah, I yeah. still. That's always at the first episode. The um, Battle of the X's season two that starts off with DM talking about like the importance of like going after what you want in life because it was filmed after that season was filmed was when Knight and DM died. Okay. And. Like, to me, that's still, like, such an incredible trailer. Like, just, like, beautifully shot, beautifully edited. You didn't really learn anything mm-hmm. about, like, what was going to happen, but, like, it, it really tugged at the heartstrings. Like, I love, I love me a good trailer like that. Like, to me, that's what I want. Yeah. And, like, I do, like, like, I do appreciate when they tell us who's in it because it is intriguing. Like, to me, having Leo Rush and Lolo Jones – like those are intriguing new people. Yeah. But like beyond that, I don't, and like, I'm, we should say, like, I'm sure that there's listeners who love Survivor. 
so they know or love shipwrecked and have like greater familiarity with some of these people than we do. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued by this cast and like, we didn't really dive into it, but I'm intrigued to see what the house is like without Johnny and Jordan, who are two of the best competitors of all time. And also two very strong personalities and how their absence is going to affect people. Like we already talked about Leroy, it's going to change how Tori plays the game. It's going to play how CT and Wes play the game, right? Like subtracting those two, and also Kara and Polly are still not back. Like those are four. I'm fine with that. I'm I'm fine with all four of those being gone, but it's definitely I think addition by subtraction, and like makes for a whole new dynamic on a show that's all about dynamics. Sure. So. I'm intrigued and I'm excited. Totally agree. Totally excited for a new season of the challenge. Nothing ever gets me more hyped than the first episode of the season of the challenge. Cause it always comes out with a banger. Never disappoints. And Never. I'm excited. I'm excited to speak to you at least once a week. This is going to be great. I'm looking forward so, to another season of you killed it. Yes, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, where can the people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. You killed it. You can find it on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, pardon me, uh, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And YouTube, YouTube, like and subscribe, YouTube videos. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. I'm currently not covering sports. Uh, for those of you that cover Twitter, you've probably noticed I'm covering a lot of legal issues and things about civil liberties in Canada. Um, if that's not your bag. I'm sorry, but that's just uh, <laughs> the breaks right now. Um, There's some serious stuff going on, on in the world. And uh, I find myself covering it, but I will be tweeting about the challenge and uh, I probably, I think this season I'm going to be able to live tweet a lot. So you That'll might want to stick around for me live tweeting on Wednesday nights. I think I'll be able to make that happen more often than not. That'll be fun for sure. That will be fun for sure. It'll be great. Uh, until I guess Thursday, this yes. was, you killed it. You. Good.